0: Welcome back for another issue of imagine if this week we are talking about a certain super person that has come around and destroyed world after world and all uh, right not even worlds like universes yeah multiverses multiverses so yeah the ultimate fanboy
1: <laughs> not gonna like him when he's angry.
0: Uh yeah, we're talking about Superboy Prime. We've talked about him a few times before. We're going to give you a rundown on him. Though there's not much information on him, we are also going to do a somewhat of a challenge. So, uh I think I
1: think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean right now he's kind of He just made a big splash, so I think that's going to be a hot thing to watch, and we want to share our info and get you ready, so that way, when the next big thing comes, you heard it here first.
0: There you go. All right, so before we get into Superboy Prime, let's talk about what's on the spinner rack for this week.
1: Okay. All right. DC Comics is going to be putting out quite a few issues this week, so it's Wonderful Wednesday. Let's take a look. Action Comics 1019 will be out, and that'll feature Superman versus Apex Lex and Leviathan. Uh, now that the secret is out, these guys are going to come in, and they're going to basically just take it out on Metropolis. Adventures of Superman, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Volume 2, Hardcover. The reason I bring this up, uh, of course, sometimes I talk about collections, but this one is amazing. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. You know his art. You've seen his art. When you think of the superheroes, you're probably thinking of the way he illustrates them. Uh, During the 70s and 80s, he was like the top design guy for DC Comics. So, like, if you've ever owned a pair of those Superman or Batman underwear... He drew the designs on those. Um, There you go. This guy is just amazing. His artwork is beautiful. Just clean, beautiful stuff. So I definitely recommend, you know, try these out. They're worthwhile. They're going to be a great investment. Aquaman, Death of a Prince Deluxe Edition hardcover. Well, we have a brand new Aquababy coming, so they're going to revisit one of the most tragic stories. Honestly, I am so surprised that DC Comics did this. Uh, Back when it first came out, this was insane. This was mind-blowing. I mean you know killing a character is pretty big but killing a, a, son, child, a child you yeah. know, like wow so, so he cut off his hand to save his son but then no that was the animated series so where they the did that yeah series? well okay. because that was when they decided to kind of take the hook look right and the baby and like hey let's mesh it together so it is a great motivator and 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 it's even more tragic but no they were way two different events like i think aqua baby's death was like 70s and then Hook Aquaman was 90s. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hook Aquaman was 90s. All right, yeah. I did, I thought but, that was, I didn't know that the animated series took uh, liberties with that. Oh yeah, they
1: took some, but it was it was pretty cool. Like I I do really appreciate the way. I mean, that was, that was the same thing died. that
0: happened with the Batman animated series. You remember when the, when Tim Drake was first introduced, he kept asking what happened to the last Robin. And We keep thinking they're talking about Jason Todd. No one wants to talk about it, and then Dick just shows up at the end and goes, he grew up. He's no longer the Boy Wonder, yeah.
1: and everybody's like, Yay! Yeah. It's well. Like, and,
0: hmm yeah
1: well a lot of jason or a lot of tim's actions personas and backstory were jason were jason yeah and it was just like so you're gonna give us jason todd but you're not gonna call him Jason Todd. (laughs) okay you know and then we just
0: skip over tim and and jason kind of all together with the animated movies even though they kind of continue from the animated series and then go straight
1: to damien yeah yeah, it's a fluffle of Robin, Robinness, <laughs> but this is actually the 80th anniversary of Robin, so throwing that that's out there. That's true. There yeah, you go. The old boy wonder, the old man wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: a, oh, I was gonna say that's what we need: old man, old Grayson, man Robin, but old man we, Grayson. We did. We had that with New World Order, kind of. I mean, he wasn't old old, but he was a dad yeah
1: no that's true they, they did play with that uh that was a that was a fun not an elseworlds but it's an elseworlds um i even think of two batman beyond like when oh, the, i yeah. thought that was cool when he popped up in that i forget how did he pop up in batman beyond like that one was just such a weird twist like basically he shows up and like i don't know if they killed off bruce wayne or what but he, he basically there was a huge rift between him and bruce because bruce ended up with barbara and he was just kind of like in the comic book. Is in that the what we're show about? and the comic, but he's Bruce Wayne's alive, right? Well, no, no, okay. So like that's why Dick left because Barbara and Bruce uh, got together. Got you. So he left. Um, I don't know if they brought t- uh, Dick back into the show or not, but like in the continual comic, yeah, oh, they, he okay, did come back, it. and eventually he took the point of being Bruce. Like being the mentor for Terry, because that's how they kind of bonded. Like, hey, I know what it's like to work for the guy. Don't feel like you're always losing and you're doing a bad job. Got it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Let's see, though. Continuing on. uh, Detective Comics Annual number 3 is out. This has a beautiful cover by Steve the Dude Rude, but I I, I just got to say, like, this is one of those ones where I felt ashamed because, like, the cover inspired me, so I checked it out, and... It's one of those, like, it's dealing with the aftermath of Alfred's death, and it's one of those stories where it's like, oh, here's a character from the past that's going to make you care, and you're like, why don't you just take one of the actual characters from the past and let me care? Especially, like, the cover shows, like, Bruce, like, crying and getting all emotional. I thought, oh, this is going to be a biggie. No. So, so it's yeah, if you're going to get it for your collection, that's great. Um, I would just probably wait till the, what is it? I think they're calling it Batman Pennyworth, Pennyworth RIP or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, kind of a missed opportunity there. Uh, dial H for hero number 11 to 12. That's almost coming to a conclusion. Dollar Comics. Detective Comics issue 554 will be the easy reprint. This one basically features, um, I, I don't know how to say it. Like So it's Black Canary. It's it's her in her new costume with the weird headband and the blue-black bird design and stuff okay. like that. But it's like, I, I, I guess this might be, the Silver Age Black Canary? Because basically, the way Black Canary was, she was a Golden Age character. Right. She was on the JSA. Uh, her, her husband died, and she just decided, like, hey, there's really nothing for me on Earth 2 anymore, so she came to Earth 1, and then that's kind of when they started pairing her off with Ollie and all these things, and it's like, okay, sure, comic book that makes sense, but then it's like, oh, wait a second, uh, how do we explain this? So, yeah. like, they kind of tried to, that's where they started playing with some of the ideas. So I think this is more the character persona redesign, but not necessarily the definition between Earth 1 and Earth 2. So yeah, but hey, it's Dinah. She's a great character, so pick it up. It's only a buck. Uh, Doomsday Clock issue 12 will already be getting a second printing, so if you missed out, now's your chance. Flash 87 will be out. Green Lantern Black Stars number three will conclude that three-issue miniseries it's kind of an out. I mean, it's Grant Morrison. So it's already out there, but this isn't even out there, out there part of the book. So it's, it's just craziness. Uh, justice league issue 39 will be out continuing Scott Snyder's final adventures as, as the, as the writer of the justice league. Um, this will be kind of dealing with some more of the fallout of the legion of doom. So the justice do more. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this concluding cause I'm just curious what the heck's going to happen. Um, Justice League Dark number 19 will be out as well. There will be a Shadow of the Batgirl trade paperback. So obviously with Birds of Prey coming, there's going to be a lot of the focus on the the uh, the latest the ladies of Gotham City. But this one is actually uh, a Cassandra Kane graphic novel. That's right, because she was introduced in Shadow of the Bat, wasn't she? I think so, but I forget. I'm not 100% sure. But even this is going to be different. This is going to be like... This is part of their young adult line. I think they call it or something like that. But so, yeah, but I think it's neat that they're playing with these characters and they're aiming at a younger audience. Uh, obviously, the characters will be younger as well because there's like one like Batman garage and it's about a young Bruce Wayne who would fight crime behind the wheel of his high speed car. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're playing with some stuff. So I mean, hey, isn't you know. that
0: like uh, isn't don't they have like that whole Batman universe that's all
1: motorhead stuff? Kind of, yeah, like the Sean Gordon Murphy stuff, because I know he loves drawing the cars and whatnot. It, yeah, but like it's the one where they have the,
0: isn't it the female Green Lantern, and she has that stop sign or whatever, and and I don't, I, don't, I thought Maybe it was called bomb Gotham Gris- Gris-
1: Garage or something like that. Maybe. Gotham oh, City yeah, Garage. Gotham City Garage. Yeah, okay. because I think they did the statue line. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's out there. I don't know if they're doing anything with it anymore, mm. just because it's... <laughs> cooler as statues than anything else fair (laughs) uh terrifics will round our sorry two more books Uh, suicide squad issue two will be out this is continuing tom taylor's craziness uh so this is a book where he definitely is allowed to kill characters so don't get attached. Nah. <laughs> and Terrifics issue 24 will be rounding out there from DC as well. Uh, if we go to the other side of the fence, let's see from Marvel Comics, we have the Axe of Vengeance Avengers trade paperback. So the Acts of Avengers, or sorry, the Axe of Vengeance was a crossover that they did in I want to say either the late 80s or early 90s across all the annuals. So the villains decided, dude, like Spider-Man keeps beating me and you know, Loki's like, dude, I could take him." And then, so they decided to trade off villains and that's exactly what they did. So you'd have, you know, Magneto is fighting the fantastic four or things like that. So, you know, crazy shenanigans entailed. Um, Amazing Spider-Man issue three forty-seven will be getting a facsimile edition. Now, this one's interesting because this is the one that has the famous cover with Venom holding a skull, and it's got a little bit of the the Spider-Man mask on it. Okay, Um, this has been coming up recently. Like, what is it with this skull situation? So, obviously, with us having maximum or sorry, absolute carnage, and and all the Venom stuff that's been going on, why (laughs) reprint this issue? I don't know. There's some clues, so we'll have to find out. Amazing Spider-Man Daily Bugle will be a five-part miniseries that spins off, and it features the adventures of the craziness that goes on inside the Daily Bugle. Uh, Avengers issue 26 will be getting a second printing. This will start everything off with the uh, star brand, the uh, Avengers... 1 million bc star brand character so that adventure is starting up there so obviously it was doing pretty well uh, avengers issue 30 will also be out which will start the next arc as well so kind of weird weird timing on that one. <laughs> um avengers by jason aaron volume five challenge of the ghostwriters trade paperback is out uh, that was a story that i followed extensively because i love ghostwriter um it was pretty good i would recommend though if you're a robbie Reyes fan Ray is fan, uh, pick it up because that story was perfect for him. Like it kind of it kind of gave me that Kyle Rayner vibe oh, where okay. it's like, you know, he's just kind of like, eh, you're the leftover. You're the yeah. other one. And then finally, in this case, like he fully recognized his powers. He did some cool stuff. He bonded with the Avengers. He you know kind of got Johnny to calm down with being the king of hell and some wild stuff. So it was actually pretty fun.
0: So. Uh, Jason Aaron famously has that is the Thor run. It's the yeah. going from Thor through Avengers and then also into Thor. Yeah,
1: yeah, dovetailed okay. back in. Yeah,
0: okay. But where is he at now? Because he's not doing Thor anymore. So right? he's just he's writing Avengers. Okay, so he's just doing. Oh, um,
1: I think he's just doing Avengers. I'm not sure if he's got another book or not. But yeah, that's where he's at. So he's still kind of got Thor. <laughs> did he do a? Did he have a uh, crossover event too for? Thor? No, just, for recently. In, just in Marvel. Like. Um, he's done some. Like, I think, oh my god, but like Secret Empire wasn't his or something. No, like that, that was Nick Spencer. Nick um, Spencer, that's right. I was getting yeah. the two names. He's me. done. He's done one. Like, um, oh my, War of the Realms. I think that War was recently. That was that his. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was definitely his. Uh, Avengers of the Wastelands, number one of five. So five-part ministry. So we are going to be revisiting the world of Old Man Logan, but we're going forward now. So these are new adventures. These are going to be people who are inspired by the legacies of Logan, Hawkeye, and Star-Lord. So now people are starting to realize, hey, you know, Doom is no longer in charge of everything. We've survived the apocalypse. Let's start getting some hope. Yeah. So this, this could be very interesting to see how it goes down. Uh, Black Widow, Widowmaker trade paperback will be released. Obviously, you've got another uh, movie coming out, so this one is really interesting because it's kind of a it's a mishmash of stuff. Like it's got Black Widow Deadly Origin one through four, Black Widow one through eight of the 2010 series, Widowmaker one through four, Fear itself, the Black Widow saga, and then some in infer- for some material from the Heroic Age and Iron Man Kiss and Tell. So it's it's a neat collection because it's going to have some high popular stories and an origin uh, of hers as well. So kind of her going through her teen years in the Red Room and dealing with the Winter Soldier and Wolverine. Um, so if you want to get yourself a really good primer, I definitely would recommend recommend then uh captain america number 18 will be out captain marvel the end number one i'm glad these books are back i enjoy them uh these are just big one shots and it's like here's how your favorite character ends right now if we did it today so carol let's find out what happens to her deadpool the end that's right because (laughs) you got to cash in somehow uh yeah so deadpool the end is going to be happening um I'm curious, you know, it could be. I just, I could see it, him sitting down and closing the actual comic book and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah. so that's how it happened."
0: I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> something that's going to happen like that. If they were smart. <laughs> so, wait, going with Carol though, like stuff's happening with her in the in the Marvel universe right now, right? She yes. has a uh, an Infinity Stone or an Infinity I don't, Gem or like, something. I, I'm not
1: following it closely, but it's something to the fact that yeah, like I think the Reality Stone, like. It's kind of been following her attuned to her or something like that. And I think it, it like, I think somehow Carol and the Reality Stone have created Star, this new right. superhero character, superheroine okay. character. So I, that's kind of just a gist I know of it. I just know the surface level at best.
0: Yeah. Cause I kept seeing article titles where they were like, oh, what's happening with Star? And then. I don't know. I just I, I didn't get into it, and I haven't been reading it. So
1: yeah, you're. Uh, I mean, if you're deep into it, it's worthwhile. But if you're brand new to it, eh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, let's see. Doctor Doom issue three gets a second printing. Doctor Strange: The End number one. So we get to see what happens to old Stephen Strange there. Doctor Strange's new series will be out with issue two. Earth X will be getting a trade paperback new printed edition. So if you want to see the end of the Marvel Universe. I don't know if I'd recommend Earth-X. <laughs> like, I, I I got into it because this was off of Kingdom Come, and it was like, oh, my God, Kingdom Come was amazing, so this is going to be the Marvel Universe version, and it has good intentions and it has good art, our heart, but the art in Earth-X is tough. It's John Paul Leone, and no offense to him, he's always going to draw better than I can draw, but they just went with the colors too damn dark. Like when you read this, you're gonna need to like lay it down and turn on the lights because it's just it's so dark, you know? And I'm not saying like, oh, you know, like DC Universe movies dark. No, it's no actually, yeah, it is dark <laughs> like that too, you know. It's just like, can somebody turn on the light, please? So yeah. So buyer beware, give it a shot. Earth X issue three will be getting a second print in. That's gonna be a big book to watch because a lot is going on. Uh, there's gonna be probably a war between Krakoa and England, so that'll be interesting. So obviously there's something happening there. Fallen Angels issues three and four will be getting a Second printing just in time for Fallen Angels number six. Fantastic Four annual number six will be getting a facsimile edition as well. Uh, let me pull up some information here so I can see what's going on with this one. Yeah, so this is the Fantastic Four uh, when Franklin Richards was born. So this is a big one. If you want to see the first child of the Marvel Universe, this is where it happens. And if you want more information about the Fantastic Four, right now is perfect. Fantastic Four Epic Collection Volume 3, The Coming of Galactus. This will actually feature the original appearances of galactus against the fantastic four by stan and jack and then also if you want a big overview fantastic four grand design trade paperback will be out as well those grand design books i love them i hope they do some more i want an avengers one so just telling you have they done a fantastic four the end yes yeah back when they started the ends like either late 90s or early 2000s yeah that was one of them that they did well i wonder what that would i mean
0: Cause I feel like that's the since they're always been the the first the first family of the Marvel Universe, you know, it's always a family thing. Like, as long as there's always going to be generations after them. Like how does the fantastic four end like kind of thing?
1: Well, yeah, no, I can see that that's the, that's the safe way to play it because yeah, like if you remember MC two, they just created the fantastic five. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I think it's neat just cause like, I, you know, like how does it end for Ben? How does it end for Reed, Sue and Johnny? You that's know? Fair. So that's, that's always the interesting thing. Uh, I don't think it ever ends for Reed though. I think he gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, I don't think I can't, I can't see how Ben or Reed could ever really die. Like, The way that Reed's powers work, you can pretty much survive anything, and then Ben's just living rock, so... Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, what what is the nature of their their biology? Yeah. yeah, That'd be interesting interesting stuff. But then again, it's kind of a curse, too, so that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, Volume 2, Hostile Takeovers, trade paperback will be out. This was the run by Tom Taylor, if I remember correctly. Um, I highly recommend it, like... Tom Taylor is just this writer that has come into the like DC and Marvel universes and has just done some amazing stuff like he gets character he puts emotion into it yeah you know it's Spider-Man fighting Mr. Negative and trying to save the Feast organization but it's the conversations between Peter and Aunt May that really make this book. you know. So definitely I definitely, I recommend it. I'd say try it out. Uh, Hawkeye Free Fall No. 2 will be out. Immortal Hulk number 30 will be out. Iron Man, the end trade paperback, will get a new printing. So yeah, uh, when they first did these ends, they did feature quite a few characters. Uh, and so Iron Man had one as well. Uh, Jessica Jones has a new miniseries called Blind Spot. Issue 2 of 6 will be out. Magnificent Miss Marvel Issue 10 gets a second printing. Who's writing that Jessica Jones series? Uh, the Jessica Jones blind spot. Let me pull up some information here.
0: That's interesting to bring her back in and give her own title. I mean, not that she doesn't deserve it,
1: but like, I think, what was the last one the Bendis one? I'm not too sure. I think, yeah, the last time we might have seen her was probably in Defenders written by Bendis. Okay. Uh, right now, it's Kelly Thompson who's writing it, uh, and so the the solicit reads, after being brutally attacked in her office, Jessica turns to Doctor Strange to help her find the target, but he may discover more than Jessica bargained for. Okay. So yeah, so it's just going to be her touring around, teaming the Marvel universe. So uh, it's a good idea. Hey, keep her relevant, keep her alive. You know, because who knows? Maybe those Defenders will come back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, Miss M- Magnificent, Miss Marvel is going to be getting a lot of love here. Issue seven, eight, nine will all be getting second printing. So there must be something going on with that story there. Marauders issues three and four will also be getting second printings as well. Um. Let's see what else do we got. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man issue thirteen is getting a second printing, so be careful. Like that's cool that there's a lot of second printings, but watch out—you might be grabbing old comics. Uh, new Mutants issue six will be out as well, continuing on the the wild adventures of the New Mutants in space. Uh, Spider Ham issue two of five with that miniseries let's see what else do we got here uh, Thor issue 2 will be out and now Thor has been handed over to Donnie Coates so he's going to be doing some crazy stuff but if you want to go back to what uh, Mitch was mentioning earlier there's Thor by Jason Aaron the complete collection volume 2 so this will take you back god I mean he's been on Thor probably close to a decade so yeah that's going to be wild Uh, if you want to save some money here we go it's true believers time so the criminally insane absorbing man issue 1 so that'll reprint the first appearance of our favorite guy with everything he touches he'd comes claw will be getting his first appearance reprinted as well sadly that's it Wow. wow Yeah, I thought there was going to be quite a few more. Uh, Wolverine the End will be getting a reprint as well. X-Force Issues 3 and 4 will be getting second printings, and Issue 6 will be out this week. And then X-Men Issue 3 will be out with a second printing just in time for X-Men Issue 5. And that is what is on your spinner racks.
0: That is quite the spinner rack for this Wednesday, new comic book day. Let's uh, go ahead and get right into Superboy Prime, though. So, created by...
1: Uh, let me pull up some information. <laughs>
0: I believe it is. Let's see.
1: Well, so it's weird because they when they credit um, when they credit it, it goes. Okay, here we go. Uh, so his first appearance was Detective Comics issue eighty seven. Or sorry, Detective Comics presents issue eighty seven. And he was created by Elliot S. Magan and Kurt Swan. And basically, he was based off the original concept of Superboy by Jerry and Joe okay so yeah um yeah this was just a weird offbeat comic like so there was a series at the time dc had two books the brave and the bold which was basically the batman team up and detective or dc comics presents which was the superman team up uh this was right in the thick of it in crisis like i want to say they were maybe at issues six and seven already and so all of a sudden yeah you know here's this clark kent living on earth prime and it's like his whole life you know hey you've got that name of superman Ah, ha ha. you know and so it was a blessing and a curse the response really carried
0: now. Then, obviously, a little bit different than the Earth Prime that we receive at the end of the Arrowverse crisis on Earths. Oh yeah, because Earth Prime in the comic books was the was the world that we we as the reader were supposed to be living on.
1: Yep, yeah, that's our Earth.
0: So when this young man's parents named him Clark Kent, you know they either, were
1: fully aware of the comic book series. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so everybody gave him Superman stuff his whole life, kind of thing. Like, hey, you're Clark Kent, huh? Well, here's the
1: Superman hat for you. Man, poor kid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he grew up. Uh, he was a good-natured kid, honestly. Like He was a great hero. Um, eventually, he got drafted into being one of the major characters of Crisis on Infinite Earths um, himself along with Earth 2, the Golden Age Superman, and Lois Lane, along with Alexander Luther, the son of Lex Luther from Earth 3, the all-villain world. Those four were the only four to survive the multiverse. Everybody else got merged into the New Earth, or the post-crisis Earth, as we called it for the longest time, and then it was all dictated by a timeline. So yeah, this uh, his issue was what, uh, November of 1985? So the guy makes like five comic book appearances, and then that's it gets shelved
0: (laughs) so do we know the reason why he would have
1: he got superpowers like if he was just a normal boy so the way they play it out and again this is like inserted continuity turns out that he actually is from krypton so in our universe there is a krypton Krypton, there is a jor-el who's like yeah launching babies you know and sure enough it just happened. So, so maybe that's why the Kents did name him Clark because they're like, hey, <laughs> this is kind of weird. So the, these other Kents, were they also farmers?
0: Um, I don't think they were. I think they were just regular old people. And they uh, they find a baby and they're like, well, the best way that we can hide the fact that he's an alien is to name him after the most famous alien that was hey, found by people.
1: Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> just call him Clark Kent
0: anyways. So, All right. That's interesting. I think that's a weird piece of continuity to add in, but...
1: So, actually, okay, this even works out, too. So, looking at it, he is the adopted son of Jerry and Naomi Kent. So, Jerry so being... Jerry being Jerry the Siegel. father. and Yeah, probably Jerry Siegel. Maybe his wife was Nemo. I think. Um... But yeah, so she wanted to name him Clark after her married maiden name. That's the words. But then Jerry was like, that's going to be Superman. That's going to be Clark Kent. <sighs> so yeah, that's how it was. Um, but yeah, so he's actually a young Kal-El who had been teleported to Earth by his father, Jor-El, moments before the planet Krypton was destroyed. So he didn't get the rocket ship. He just got the zip zap.
0: Ah, so he was teleported to a new yep, new universe, a new multiverse. Yeah.
1: And then so sure enough uh with the passage of Haley's comet all of a sudden that triggered his Kryptonian powers and now <laughs> he's on Earth Prime and he realizes, "Oh my gosh, I have Superman's powers." And it just so happened that the main Earth One Superman was on Earth Prime as well and he's like, "Hey kid, how are you doing?" So, man, what a crazy night for that kid, 15 years old. That is crazy. All right, so you have you have a, a young
0: man who's uh, now has has the power of a god, and then the anti monitor comes through and decides, Yeah, this world doesn't need to exist. Now, how do we feel as readers when the world that we're supposed to exist on, the reader world, <laughs> Earth Prime, is then destroyed by the Annie Monitor?
1: You know, I I think it's one of those like tongue-in-cheek jokes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like obviously we're there and everything's fine. Uh, it, it definitely helped because it kind of got rid of some of the goofiness of comic books because like yeah they would have it like that gardner fox he, somehow he was attuned to the multiverse through vibrational <laughs> frequency and that's how these stories came to him i mean that's cute that's fun what a great honor to the man but you know what i'm saying so yeah i think they just decided like yeah let's let's shelve it there's just one dc universe and that's it um so yeah it's a little tongue-in-cheek you know maybe it's like oh i survived the crisis we're on a new earth you know things like that so,
0: when you get to the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Superboy Prime,
1: I assume, helped defeat yes. the Animator? So Yeah. So, uh, basically, because he had no home, uh, his 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 multiverse was destroyed. So, his mom and his dad and all them were killed. So, he's just got nothing but anger. He's tempered, but he's angry. He's got loss. So, yeah, he teams up with Earth-2 Superman and Earth-1 Superman. So, you have three Supermen just going at it, tearing the monitor apart. And, yeah, he was very instrumental in helping take down the monitor. Um, And then at the end, you know, that's when it was like, okay, you know, where do we go? And and that's when Alexander Luther is like, there is a paradise within me. And so they all basically retreat into Alexander Luther, and that was the end of it. So, yeah, we're just supposed to assume, oh, that's the end. We don't have to worry about this Superboy ever again. Until Jeff Johns. (laughs) Well, I mean, that is quite the loose, like – thread like oh yeah well i mean it's that's what's neat about it like even like reading and talking with uh uh, marv wolfman about crisis like they didn't close the door on everything completely you know like the psycho pirate which is a shame that he wasn't featured in the tv shows i guess they did have plans but it got scrapped Mm. but the psycho pirate he wound up working for the anti-monitor and he remembered everything and he was like oh my god I remember the crisis. I remember the crisis. And if you want to see some weird fallout, go read Grant Morrison's animal man from like 19 late, late 1980s. Cause he plays with that. Like he, they go to the insane asylum where psycho pirate is. And he's like, I remember the earth. <laughs> I remember everything, you know? And it's just like, Whoa, this is trippy. And it even gets so trippy to the point that animal man meets grant Morrison. Like he took it out there, you know? So because
0: yeah, like, uh, buddy Baker breaks the third, fourth wall, right? Yeah. yeah. He gets to do book. that every now Yeah. And then, yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, but even, you know, like Marv was like, yeah, you know, I, I was like, we killed Barry Allen. Obviously that was a big thing because that signifies the end of the silver age, but they still had it so he could come back. He wasn't entirely dead. So it was kind of like, yeah, so they definitely, they left some doors open. They didn't close it all the way. Okay. Uh, so the next time we see him is. Uh, yep, so now we don't see him for a long time until finally, basically, he gets revealed. I mean, he'd been behind the scenes, but Infinite Crisis, the big sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. And this one, this one was tough because I think Jeff Johns did a great job making us care about him and hoping that he would redeem himself. So basically, yeah, he's been. Uh, he's been living in this paradise, quote unquote, but is it really paradise? No, they're just like living in a cave with a bunch of glass shards and it's Old Lois and old Superman, Alexander Luther, and yourself. So it's like I don't have a life. I help save all of creation, and this is what I get. You get to there and you know? watch other people live. Their yeah, life. and then he watches through the crystals, and then eventually this is where the Superboy Prime Punch happens. He starts hitting the wall, and as the, he hits the wall, what changes? Well, Jason Todd is brought back to life. Uh, every time he hits the wall, Superman gets a new origin, Man of Steel birthright, and all these things. Um, the Doom Patrol comes back, and, and Donna Troy, her her different. Origins, Origins as well. Uh, Hawkman is affected by this. The Legion of Superheroes. So it's like, yeah, he's he, <laughs> him throwing tantrums is why these characters have all these I crazy shit. I feel like he would have just killed the other three people first,
0: like yeah. in the crystals. Because, like, what do you I mean? I would be pissed, the most pissed at
1: Alexander Luther. Like, you told us to come here. Well, and that's what was cool. Like, I like the way that played out because if you go back and you read the original Crisis, at one point, Alexander Luther, his eyes open and he blasts. Uh, the anti-monitor, and what happened was Darkseid used his powers to basically inhabit, and then use the Omega beams to blast through, and so it kind of left a two-way tunnel. So that's why when Alexander looked, like they could have actually jumped into the New Gods world, but he saw Apocalypse, so he thought it was hell, and he's like, "I'm not gonna go there." I, I see this other option, and and he chose wrong, basically, because right. yeah, if they popped over to Apocalypse. They could, they could go over to New Genesis. Genesis and, hey, life's great. Everything's happy, you know? So that was kind of a neat explanation of why that happened. Mm. But, yeah, but at this point, you know, yeah, you got two young teenage boys who have been stuck in, in a cave with an old couple for their whole lives. So yeah, obviously things need to change for them. <laughs> so they start realizing and they start judging, you know, it's like, well, wait a second. You know, this Batman is no better than this. No, this Superman is no better than that. And so they cause all the shenanigans of the infinite crisis. And I thought that was cool. I thought it was really neat. Like Alexander Luther manages to find a way to escape into the DC universe. He poses as Lex Luthor. He, so he's causing all the villain problems. Uh, Superboy is also sneaking over there and he's basically, responsible for slamming ran and Thangar together uh they hijack the omac satellite causing that and then they start getting other people and dealing with stuff so it was it was really neat like honestly infinite crisis it should be on your must read it's a great story and even then i wouldn't just say just read like the seven issues of infinite crisis no read everything like we just did a big series on um uh, gosh what was it the, the Max Lord stuff mm-hmm. Like again another character that went From being heroic and then this is their descent Into villainy so wild wild stuff
0: So would Would you say the the Villainy part of Superboy Prime Was present in the original Crisis on Earths, or just the anger
1: Um, I, So one more time Like was like no I, I would say like I guess I think Like just shock is probably What he was running on you know, because could you imagine like this isn't just like you lost your family. This is everything. You yeah, have yeah. no more home. So I think like obviously he's he like the angers there, but it's not the anger that it became. You know, uh, it was just shock. He's just like he, he's in the middle of war and you're dealing with everything and you're just going to try to survive. Uh, then eventually when you get tempered. Yeah. Then, you know, hate comes in because it is. It's like, well, wait a second. Why am I like? I sacrificed everything and this is my reward. This is what I get. And that, that bit of self pity comes in and it it definitely, that's what triggered him to go insane. I mean, I I would say he's an insane person, (laughs) but again, these are not normal circumstances either. And that's what I really liked about it because it's like, You could almost forgive him, but in Infinite Crisis, when he takes on the Teen Titans and he just starts ripping people apart, it's like, no, you're done. Mm. And I love that's how they played it, too. They're like, what would your family think of you? Yeah. You know? And, like, you could see that shame come down on him, and I thought that was just so well written. So, yeah. So, it's... His descent into villainy is just... It's a story. It's a a wild, wild story. So, crazy stuff. (laughs) So... (laughs)
0: Now, at one point, he becomes Superman Prime. And yes. I, from my understanding, it is that in one of the universes that he destroys, he absorbs so much
1: solar energy that it boosted him. Yeah, he basically ripped a Guardian. Like, oh, so okay. It was during the Sinestro Core War. So, like,. We see him in Infinite Crisis. Uh, he basically is responsible for the death of Earth Two Superman. Um, you know, now he's imprisoned by the Green Lantern Corps. He goes nuts. He carves a Superman symbol into his chest. This is why know. he's weakened. That's why he. Well, because to do they that. put him in a Red Sun right. cell. Yeah, like he's got a Red Sun, and then like there's like twenty Green Lanterns at all time watching. him. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just nuts. He carves that in his chest. He eventually breaks out because of the Sinestro Corps war strike. They give him a ring, so now he's wearing his Superboy Prime anti-monitor suit. Um, at one point, yeah, he's fighting a Guardian, and he because he, he's responsible for creating Scar the rogue evil guardian. Oh, okay so like when he rips her apart or something like that yeah it blasts him into the multiverse all that extra energy and whatnot turns him into superman prime so now he's wearing the black costume with the silver s and a cape this time <laughs> um he's just causing shenanigans all across everything but then eventually he gets beaten back i'm not too sure how but he he definitely he loses out um you know, he, he and it's funny because he's kind of like operating out of the source wall. And it basically, once he encounters Mister Mizzleplick, that's when things start happening. The monitors are paying attention to him, and it's like, okay. So he, he basically has to wind up fighting the monitor. Well, the monitors and Monarch, and at this point, Monarch is actually Captain Adam, uh, and even Captain Adam is starting to explore the multiverse, and he's going a little bit crazy. But with all that quantum energy that happens, Earth 51 is destroyed, and that basically propels Superboy Prime into the future. And so the next time we'll see him is during the final crisis in the story, the Legion of three worlds. So he gets blown into the future. He's kind of reduced back to his boy prime and it's like, okay, you know, and he's ticked off again. It's like, (laughs) really, this is everything. And then he's even more saddened because at one point he looks and it's like the only legacy he has is a statue that's in storage in the Superman Hall of the Superman Museum. Right. You know, so he just gets enraged by that. So he basically forms the Legion of Supervillains and they do some crazy stuff there too. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, now, this is the, the Legion, uh, the, was it? Legion, Legion of Three Worlds? Legion
0: of Three Worlds. It's the return of Bart Allen, the return of Connor Kent. Yes. Like, I imagine the co- return of Connor Kenton and Superboy Prime have to correlate because the two of them hate each other.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, and that's what's even, and even Bart, too. Like, when Bart was the flat, or when Bart was Kid Flash, he actually really did a lot of damage to uh, Superboy Prime, and Prime didn't like it, so he fears those two. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, here's their resurrection and return, and it's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. <laughs> so that's why they were definitely brought into this story as well. Um, sure enough, though, like, he, he actually... Like, this involves the Time Trapper, and I'm not too familiar with the Legion, but basically the Time Trapper in the story gets to be revealed that it is Superboy Prime. Mm -hmm. This creates paradox, and paradoxes can't exist, so somehow through the weird wonkiness of it all, Superboy Prime actually blips back into Earth Prime, and he runs into his family and his parents, and... They've been reading That's comics. That's right.
0: And he's... Yeah, they're upset with him for they're the way that he's, he's done stuff. But The worst done. part
1: is eventually they come to fear him because now he's he's a grumpy fan. You know, <laughs> he, he basically goes on to the... Uh, at the time, the DC Comics message boards and complains. <laughs> and they go to the comic shop and buy him comics and he's reading all this stuff and everybody knows he's a giant douche, uh, but they're afraid of him because he's got superpowers. And doesn't he go and destroy the world? No, not <laughs> yet. Not yet. So... After that, like, then the next time we see him pop up is Blackest Nights. So obviously, Jeff Johns has a lot of love for this character. It's <laughs> like every time I'm doing some big story, I'm going to involve him. So, Superboy Prime's got to deal with the idea of Black Lanterns. So, sure enough, it's like, uh oh, you know, here's what's going on. Um, So a lot of his victims are coming through the multiverse into earth prime. So he's got to like, he's got to fight a a black lantern, Alexander Luther, uh, and all these crazy stuff. And it's like, Oh crap. And so he actually cheats. He's using the comics to like, see what's happening, you know? So I thought that was pretty funny, but, um, eventually like he, he, he does put on a black ring, you know? And he's like, fine. I just, I want to die. But with his crazy emotions, the emotional spectrum, and his powers, that actually winds up destroying the Black Lanterns and the ring itself. And so he's like, oh, oh, my God. I I have a happy ending. I'm the hero. You know, yeah, but- Again, you don't, he, he doesn't get that, you know, he doesn't get the happy ending. So it ends on an ominous note because then finally his girlfriend, Lori, she's like, Oh, you saved us. And she hugs him. But then we see, she's got a black lantern ring on her hand. So of course they're going to try one more time. (laughs) Um, And then I guess the next time we see him is with the Legion of doom story. Is that the current one? No, that was in the Titans book, like issues. I think, like I said, I think it was oh, okay. 100. And so basically he starts grabbing a bunch of villains. Uh he's even getting other superboys and he's just gonna take it on to the Teen Titans. Um and it's a wild story. I haven't read all of it, but I thought it was pretty cool. So he brings three clones of Superboy. Um and they, they attack the Titans. It's a very heartfelt, emotional story because the Titans still have unfinished business with Prime. He's not one of their likables. Cl- uh, Connor and Bart are on this team. Uh, and so they managed to stop him. But that's when they finally realize it's like, dude, this guy is too much. So what do they do? They sentence him to the Source Wall. Imprisonment on the on the Source Wall, and so that's crazy. And basically, he did not have any appearance during the New Fifty Two. He was just done. Now, when
0: uh, Luther took over, Luther and Joker took over Superman and Batman's bodies. When wasn't that like the beginning of the new Legion of Doom storyline, the one where Luther became okay, Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. Where of don't were they of to the source wall? Like, little not of a little
1: so of a little bit of so little bit I want to say, yeah, I think it was that opening salvo. So, whatever that four issue miniseries was called, the the heroes and villains all team up, all this craziness happens, and it results in the source wall being broken. So, this has got to be where, why he shows up and she's oh, yeah, anime, right? I imagine. I, I don't think it was, I think it's kind of one of those happy little accidents. Like, I think Jeff Johns is like, oh, hey. Ooh, I've got Ooh, an you idea! You destroyed the source wall. <laughs> okay, you know. I'm writing another book. So. He didn't like. He didn't put him in the source wall. I think whoever who was writing Titans, writing Titans of, the of Time, time yeah. yeah. So it took what eleven years, and so finally, <laughs> this last Wednesday in Shazam issue ten, post rebirth, yeah, you know, all of a sudden, Savannah and Mister Mind they're walking around all these crazy different realm realms, the magic lands, right? Yeah, and the magic lands and whatnot, and they see this tiny little door. And they just look through and we see enough to recognize that it's Superboy Prime. And he's just like, I'm done. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to go after this Billy Bratson. I'm tired of it. And it's like, wow. Um, there's an... Or Go ahead. I was going to say, we have to assume that he
0: has the same uh, weakness to magic that Superman does. So that's got to yeah. be the reason why he's able to be imprisoned, right?
1: I would have to say so. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, if I remember correctly, I think the paneling, the colors were red. So maybe there is a red sun, but you're right. Superman has a vulnerability to magic. So that makes sense that that could be something that's happening. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's great. Like, uh, Jeff Johns put out an article or an interview with Newsarama and he was talking about some of the stuff. So like right now, in my opinion, the J are the, 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 the Shazam book is the book to be watching like there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Like there's DC Comics and there's what Jeff Johns writes. because um, <laughs> that's what uh, Doomsday Clock was. But yep. anyway, so like eventually things will start merging together and hopefully come together, I I think. I wish sure. I hope. But anyways, it's going to be exciting because if you read that Shazam issue 10, do yourself a favor, go pick it up. It's probably going to blow up. It's going to be pretty expensive on the secondary market, so see what you can do. But yeah, we have the return of Superboy Prime. Um and I like the idea that he's going to start being a Shazam villain. That's great. I mean, they're both boys that have the power of gods. Mm-hmm. You have a they both been dealt horrible hands, you know, but Billy chose hope. And we don't have know?
0: a Superboy so to speak in this world yet, right? Cuz Wonder Comics whatever it is that yeah, Brian Michael Bendis f- is doing with this, the Young Justice over there is not
1: technically part of this continuity. Yeah, that's it like it is. It's outside of continuity. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's like DC's just getting crazy right now. It's like, <laughs> like, just do stories. Don't worry about continuity. But don't don't enforce that it's not in continuity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, uh, because yeah, eventually, uh, Superboy Connor Kent will meet up with Clark Kent. Like they are talking about that over in the Bendis Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. So they will intersect. But this is Jeff Johns writing Shazam, and it's like. Wasn't the whole purpose of Rebirth to unify the line? And right now it feels very ununified. But but no, I'm excited. Like, I think this could be great. Like, I need to do the math. Like, maybe are we coming up on, like, the 30 or 35th anniversary of Crisis? Maybe that'll be the big thing. Uh, because I think he really can be a big villain to the DC universe. Because he kind of speaks like we do. Like, we have our moments of anger when our characters are going through stuff. Um, he's got that just unhinged emotion you know it's like where something bad happens i'm just going to destroy the universe you know it's a tragic story um but i am very excited to see what's going to happen and what's going to be neat too is if you actually read that issue 10 they talk about like the i don't know if you were flipping through it but like the wooden dummy this character that was a wooden dummy and he's like oh i fought the heroes of yesteryear and it's like "Uh oh oh!" so the jsa is going to be making <laughs> their first post dc cry are d- their first post doomsday clock appearance in Shazam so that's where they're going to Which would make back. sense is Jeff Johns. Yeah, exactly, Jeff Johns. So it's to me it's exciting. That's maybe that's the solution. Just give it Earth Johns, you know, <laughs> and let us, you know, just just go from there. Um so yeah, I'm very very hyped I, like I said this is a book to watch. Um I thought it was neat that Billy's dad is back. Uh his first his name is CC so I thought that was cool for CC back. Right. Um so that was really neat. Um But, yeah, so, I mean, Superboy Prime is back. You can't – he is a character you have to watch. He is a force to be reckoned with, so that's why we're doing this because, yeah, there's going to be some major, major fallout because – I think it was the cover artist, he finally revealed the cover to issue 13, and that's where it shows Superboy Prime in his Superboy Prime armor holding one of the Shazam kids, and everybody lost it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so of course, everybody's going to be ordering issue 13, not realizing, no, you need to get 10, 11, and 12, because right. there's going to be something there. Now, granted, yes, it'll probably be those little one-page squeakers, and I hate those, but I am excited you for it. You need the story. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> so why do you think that we have, Jeff Johns has just constantly wrote him as a as a villain. Why not give him a redeem a redemption at some
1: point? You know, there's sometimes like okay. So it's interesting because he did redeem Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. So when Emerald Twilight happened Emerald Twilight happened. Like, there was no... Parallax is the name he chose. Mm -hmm. There was no emotional spectrum. There was no anything like that. So Jeff and Pete Tomasi did their research, and they looked at the Green Lantern lore, and they came up with some amazing stuff to justify that it wasn't Hal and that it was something different. For Superboy Prime, now, again, if, if Jeff Johns leaves the character, that could all change. But I just sometimes people don't come back and i think that's pretty wild to have a character that isn't going to come back like superboy prime he can't you know i mean he killed he's responsible for the death of the golden age earth Two superman you know so the jsa is always going to hate him for that Mm. he slaughtered titans and laughed about it the titans are going to hate him um you know he's attacked everyone so like where do you put him you can't put him anywhere, you know, and he, there's probably even to a point where maybe he's even self-loathing. So it's like maybe he just doesn't want to be redeemed. It's like he's, you know, it's it's a horrible phrase, but it's like maybe he's on a suicide by cop type of thing. You know, it's like, hey, I just, I just want to be put out of my misery, you know, and you want to redeem him. But it's just, you know, sometimes there are people that that's just who they are. Like it kind of makes me think of the Count of Monte Cristo and there's Edmund Edmund. Uh, Edmund and then the, the other character, the rich boy. And the rich boy was always just the scumbag, you know? And so that, that's just how it is.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it's just... But it's just interesting because as we wa- we footstep through the Superboy Prime, like, history, you see as Jeff Johns constantly brings him back to be the bad guy. Like, it, it's just, like, Infinite Crisis, <laughs> uh, Blackest Night, um... Uh, Legion, Legion of Three Worlds. Legion yeah. of Three Worlds. Yeah. I mean Why do so you keep picking what's, what's what's what is it with that character? Did he just like read Crisis on Infinite Earth as a young man and just be like ah I can't stand this character. <laughs> like, I don't like the fact that there's a Superboy from my earth and he, he this is what he did with his life. Or kind well, of you things.
1: know, there is there is quite the fascination with Superboys and Jeff Johns because back when he was a fan, he wrote a letter to Teen Titans. And he's like, hey, maybe the uh, the other part of the DNA spectrum should be Superman and Lex Luthor for Connor." Kent." That's Kett. right, yeah. And, okay, kid, sure, whatever. And next thing <laughs> you know like, fine, then I'll write, I'll write my own myself. comics. <laughs> his Thanos moment, I'll yeah, write it myself. I'll write it myself. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe. what is the secret origin of Jeff Johns and Superboys?
0: <laughs> I, you know what? That'd be a great thing to ask him. So, okay. Uh, then, w- with all that being said and done, what do you see as the future for Superboy? Do you, I mean, is he just going to be kept being brought, being brought back after Shazam to be like, we need a big baddie we need someone that's super powerful that can stand up to superman so what is it superboy prime like
1: yeah no i i definitely see like i feel like whatever's gonna happen this next arc like it's gonna be superboy prime taking on the shazam family and this is again like i was saying there's a lot of comparisons between billy and clark prime or prime clark whatever you want to call them. um you know they're both essentially orphans you know and and especially to like reading that issue 10, like CC, CC, uh, Billy's dad, like the villains are kids. And so the, you know, Shazam dad goes up and he's like, look, we forgive you. You're a child. You're lashing out. I'm sorry. You took it on adults and your anger. Isn't it's, it, it is merited. It's deserving. It's understandable because we haven't been the greatest to you guys. And then all of a sudden it's just like the kids like, No, I, I don't care. I don't care. And I feel that's gonna be the vibe there. Like I feel like like obviously Clark is gonna be pissed at Billy because it's like You embraced hope after everything that happened. You were given the ultimate wish and you still embraced hope. You still did the right thing. And that's just the dark mirror that he doesn't want to look at because every time he looks at Billy, he sees what he should have done, what he should have been. And it's harder because you're Superman and Superman is hope (laughs) and you are hopeless and you're awful. So like, yeah, like this is going to be like, I feel like this is going to set up for something. What it'll be will it be a major crisis? Will it be a big uh, company crossover? I hope so. I, I think there's definitely a lot of potential there. Maybe it'll just set up for a Superman Shazam crossover. That's even great as well.
0: You know, it'd be interesting if, uh, if after you know the superheroes in, in Infinite Crisis, the superheroes on Legion of Three Worlds, the Titans themselves, none of them could get through to Superboy, Superboy Prime, but the Shazams. Like in the fact that they Ooh, are, they're the ones that a do a family that just came together, you know, kind of thing, uh-huh. and molded that they were able to actually get through to him. Like, what if they give him the power of Shazam, and now he has the the wisdom of Solomon running through him, and and all these other things, and it's just like, okay, I see there are my ways, kind of thing. Like, I can I can cope now, kind of thing.
1: I like that, and I I feel that'll happen, but I feel the moment the power is like when he Shazam's back, he's just gonna be like, I understand that clarity. I don't want but it. No.
0: Yeah. I just, I could totally see that. Too. You know, I could like, see Jeff Johns writing that and be like, as a Shazam Superman, he's like, yeah. yes, I have all that clarity. And then he says the Shazam again and he's like, but fuck it. Like, yeah. I- I'm still going to fight I shit. Don't
1: care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I could see prime going that route. Okay. So
0: just as a quick exercise, if you were to create a Superboy Prime esque character in the Marvel universe, who who who's the superhero that you would model him after? So those superheroes go to an Earth Prime in Marvel, and like oh the com- uh, we're just comic books here. Like yes, in Marvel universe already six one six, they have the Marvel universe comic books, right? But they're different. They're you yeah, know, they're a little they're There's a little different. Adventures
1: of these fake adventures, yeah, yeah. It but if they came to
0: our world where there's an mcu and all this other <laughs> stuff you know who is the character that you would you would want to see get to get that step
1: so i think the, the way to play it i would play it that a me comes to earth wow and you know it finds the most worthy person on earth prime and it'll be don blake and i think that would be great because the don blake is going to be pissed he's like What? I used to be Thor, and now I'm not Thor? Nobody knows about Don Blake? Everything's just Thor Odinson? And that would drive him. That would take him off. He's like, but I was a part of the legend. Why don't I exist? So yeah, so the the Earth Prime version of Donald Blake is still worthy enough to be Thor, because it'll be part of the shenanigans of Odin's curse, but realizing in, in his vanity yeah he's just gonna be like son of a gun but i mean like is he the <laughs> donald blake from 616 he's the donald blake from no earth prime oh, okay just from earth yeah. prime he's like- just able to lift me so like eventually like and obviously like the the, the myths are still here on our earth yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. you know so maybe that'd be even the best part is like he he eventually like what he has the the 616 me and he's like okay and then if he's smart he's like Let's find the Mjolnir of Earth Prime. And then so he does. He has the Thor hammer of Earth Prime. He is worthy to lift it. And that could be the wildness of it is that he still... Maybe he loses his worthiness, or you know something to that effect. But I think that just that would be the route I'd go. I think that's the easiest thing. It's like, all right, so let's. But does he go evil? Does oh he go, yeah? He goes, no, he you, you gotta play evil. it that way. You know, it's, <laughs> hey, if we're ripping each other off, let's go a hundred percent. So yeah, he he helps save the Marvel universe during the the Secret War I was or whatever. Say, it has to be a Secret you know, War because yeah. that's what. <laughs> that's well, so what originally, does. originally, I was actually I was gonna go with the Beyonder. Okay. Uh, just because, like, I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, what's the the the, the twin of Crisis on Infinite earth? It was Secret Wars, and so I was like, oh, that'd be great. So I would take the Beyonder because when Hickman took over the Avengers books, he made the Beyonder something else, and so I thought, oh, well, that'd be cool because now that could explain that. The guy, the like, you know, everybody called him the Michael Jackson wannabe. Yeah, you know, the the, the perm and the crazy white jumpsuit. So it's like, oh, that would explain him. Like he's actually he was somebody who was kidnapped from Earth Prime and they kind of brainwashed him, and so he'd be omniscient enough to understand that it's like I'm trapped in comic book adventures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and So I think he'd be the ultimate like flip flop to that story.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Um, I wanted to do Captain America because I just yeah. feel like. Well, one the Captain America to Superman, you know, yeah, trade off yeah, is yeah. is there? Like, it's how do you live up to such altruism? How do you live up to <laughs> the name of Captain America? But I could totally also see some kid whose name Steve Rogers, like, no. and now that the MCU is a thing, everybody knows <laughs> Steve Rogers is is Captain America. So, you know, he might be getting picked on in school his whole you know his whole life. Oh, well, are you gonna try and throw your backpack at me, kind of thing? Right. You know, just that kind of stuff. Um. How does he get his powers though? I don't want to. I don't want to do experiments with you know serums. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Like that. I
1: could see, like he's either one. He's like, he's gonna train like crazy, so that that'll kind of give him that little bit of a warped edge. Yeah, you where know, it's like, Ugh, uh you know, he's he's in <laughs> the gym every time when he's not at the gym. Um, so you do that, or maybe he does. Maybe he's like, hey man, let's do some human growth hormone. Let's do some steroids. Let's do some stuff, and you know. He's got one of those shake cups, you know, all that craziness. (laughs) He just is. He's just this wild fanatical guy.
0: And I just think that if, if I went that route, it would just be, I mean, it would, it would go towards the evil part, like Uh him being evil. Yeah. He'd be obsessed, but like that doesn't last the same way that the Vita rays and the super (laughs) soldier serum does. So I guess I would have to bring a little bit of the fantastic into the, 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 um, the comic book into the story. Just like you brought in Mueller, I would bring in some type of magic. Essentially the same thing as like Parker Robbins. Like he finds a rune. The rune then makes it so that he has all that skill, all that power that Captain America does in the comic books or in the movies at this point. But I want it to corrupt him. So it's, it's not so much... It's I guess it's I'm putting the cop out, it's not so much his fault, <laughs> but he did go out searching for it. Like he the warnings were there. It says, do not do this, you will be corrupted right. by evil kind of thing. Yeah. And he still made the choice. He yeah. still made the choice and he still decided to do it. And yeah, it's it's he'll be he'll be the top cop kind of thing, but he'll also be one of those very bad kind of cops. Yeah.
1: Well no, and then that kind of works because I, I think that's what's neat about it. It's like like Captain America is no longer real because if you look at today's political stance and not not I'm not jumping into I'm just saying you know like you have people that appreciate one side or blindly follow one side there is no safe gray mm-hmm. so that's why Steve Rogers is a weird character because he's going to say a speech better than any president any president you know like that's crazy so i think that's what would be neat because it's like can captain america really can Captain America really exist in, in in Earth Prime? No, because here's the law and there's justice uh-huh. and those things don't always go hand in hand and that would be a hell of a burden to carry and especially when you are decorated in the flag, you know, it's like you're going to say something and 49% of the population is going to hate you vehemently for it, <laughs> you know, and so it's like, oh my God, what do I do? So I think that's what would be neat is that you take somebody who has those idealisms, like there's that Captain America quote, I know we were talking about it one time and I don't necessarily agree with it it's that one where it's like if somebody gets in your way and then you just stand there and you tell them no you move and right it's like now you're just you're just as oppressive as the person oppressing on you <laughs> like i don't and it's, it's a shame because it gets used a lot it does you know and it's like okay this is where it's kind of like the superman clark kent thing it's like well i like superman because of clark kent that's what that tempers him so anyways different tangent um <laughs> but i think that would be wild that yeah imagine a man In that situation where it's like you're looked at, you are Stephen Grant Rogers. Maybe, maybe we even do him a solid. Like he actually did physically perfect his body. He's got great genes. You know, his parents have put him in all these different programs. So he he's not even a drug head, but it's just, hey, I believe in this. I stand with this. And all of a sudden, it's like. You can't do that. So he is kind of a fascist, you know. So it's like Captain America manages to find that silver lining. <laughs> this Captain America is just like, no, this is the law. I follow the law. So he's he's like a judge. Dread. He's Judge America. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no. Exactly. That's. I mean, that's the storyline that you would have. You could definitely go with if, as long as you're not destroying the Earth Prime there, like we do in Crisis <laughs> on Infinite
1: Earths. But you would have to. Well, oh, but that's what will happen. Like the runes, you know, that'll be perfect. Like yeah. You got to put it on that cosmic scale. And, you know, how does how does a man handle the cosmic? You know, I mean, we can go out on a dark night and look up at the stars and be awed. But what happens when you stand face front in front of Galactus <laughs> and Thor is right next to you and there's this Canadian who has adamantium coming at him like, what? <laughs> you know, and especially, too, like you said, OK, we are aware of the MCU because of movies. Now, all of a sudden, you're in the thick of it. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. That guy acts like Chris Pratt, but that doesn't look like Chris Pratt. <laughs> and there really is a talking raccoon. What do I do? Yeah, what you do know, I do? <laughs> the
0: tree is talking to me. Yeah. Uh, so, that, I mean, that's what I would like to see. That'd be like, fun. I, the other ones is like a Peter Parker, like kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know exactly. I wouldn't, I don't know. The, I, I don't see a person named Peter Parker. Like <laughs> alliteration like that I don't feel like happens as much as comic books would want us to believe. So, uh <laughs> no Bruce Banner's or Rich- Reed Richards. The funny thing was is that when I was in high school, I did um internship uh, at the the county attorney's office and the county attorney was a blind lawyer yeah (laughs) so i kept thinking about daredevil but obviously (laughs) it wasn't that situation but could you get a blind lawyer that was able to do backflips and stuff like that'd be pretty awesome (laughs) yeah would be (laughs) (laughs) um one thing i did want to say about superboy prime before we wrap up or as we wrap up is there is that one other story and we've talked about it a bunch of times before where they kind of do a re Origin of Superboy Prime, but it's not Superboy Prime. It's it just another Clark Kent that lives on an Earth where comic books are a thing, and he is named Clark Kent, and he he's upset. Oh, about secret it. identity. Yes, is that what it's called? Yeah, secret, Superman, identity? secret identity. So, uh, I always enjoyed that story. I think in a podcast before we talked we talked about it, and I said that's how I thought was the original. Um, origin of the Superboy Prime but it's not it's kind of a, a more of an
1: Elseworld I guess yeah that one definitely would have fallen into like it's an homage Elseworlds I, yeah that's way I'd, I'd fit that into
0: yeah and you know he gets to he gets to live his life he gets to Marry his he Lois. He gets to have the kids who also super superheroes, and they wear this the the emblem and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
1: see Kurt busek he loves Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> John's <laughs> is like, I'm gonna rip him one. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be a fun one too. Have that Superman Secret Identity crossover or meet Superboy Prime, and I could just see Prime being like, "That kid got the hand I wanted." Yeah i would like to see who'd win in that i think it'd be fun like i I would want one of those like stalker moments where it's like he kind of kidnaps him and he tries to step in his place and like oh everything's cool and then the minute like all of a sudden the shirt moves it's like why do you have a huge scar in your chest and he's like i could have gotten away with it but my impulsive actions son of a gun (laughs)
0: All right, so if you have any more information on Superboy Prime that you'd like to toss our way or ask some questions, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Michipedia G-E-M,
1: G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Chris online at... I'm on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And then check out uh, Adventures in Poor Taste and Geek Elite media.coms, and I try to write up stuff and put some things out there for you to read and think about.
0: The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on... Twitter, <laughs> at Geekly Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, GeeklyMedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, or on our network. If you want to send us an email, we have an email. It's geeks at GeeklyMedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Teeeeeeeee